how we normally begin in Revelations chapter 21, verses 8. Revelations chapter 21, verse 8. Now, this has kind of been our home base. And you can see in verse 8 that there are many words that are associated with this. That's also associated with Halloween. But the young, but the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in a lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. A lot of these words that you see in this verse could be associated with Halloween. And one of the words that we will take a look at tonight is unbelieving. And to start going down that road, I want us to compare demons and to scoffers. A lot of scoffers are people that mock God and they don't believe in him. However, we see in the word that the demons believe in him. To see that, we will go into Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, verse 28. And this is where demon, where Jesus cast out many demons out of a man that was named Legion. He was named Legion because he had many demons. And listen, look how the demons approached Jesus. When he saw Jesus, he cried out out fell down before him and with a loud voice said what have i do with you jesus son of the most god i beg you do not torment me the demons addressed jesus as a son of god before they did that they fell down and they worshiped him all right now go to James chapter 2, and we will be reading verse 19. James chapter 2, verse 19. Yeah, he was chapter 2. James chapter 2, verse 19. And in this, James talks about that believing in Jesus is not just enough. A lot of Christians that received this letter thought that their belief in Jesus was enough and that they did not have to justify their faith by their works. And James pointed out, he says, You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. In Luke chapter 8, verse 28, we see many demons tremble before the Son of God. And James testified that the demons even believe in Jesus and they tremble. Now to see how the scoffers' attitude towards God is, let us go into 2 Peter chapter 3 and I'll read verses 3 through 7. 
knowing this, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking to their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. But they will forget that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water by which the world that then existed perished being flooded with water. But heaven and earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. We read the day of judgment in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. We see that the unbelieving will experience the lake of fire. Now, a lot of people that don't read the word says that God is not fair because he doesn't give people enough time. He doesn't give them warning. Well, I want to show you that is not true as we continue to look at the attitudes of unbelievers. Go to Jude chapter 1, verses 14 through 15. Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly, among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in ungodly ways, and all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. The scoffers are ungodly sinners that speaks against Jesus. And even with Enoch, people were warned before the flood. And we will go into Genesis chapter 6 and we'll read verse 3 to see how long God gave these ungodly men and women. And here we see, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive for man, for if he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. God gave people before the flood 120 years to repent. And even though they heard the word, even though they heard that judgment was coming, they still did not repent. And they still did not believe in God. And this is what it was like before the flood. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth he was grieved in his heart so the Lord said I will destroy man who I have created from the face of the earth both man and beast creeping things and birds of the air for I am sorry that I have made them you see how evil it was before the flood it was so evil that it caused the Lord to grieve and he regretted 
creating them in the first place. Yet we go on to verse 8, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Because Noah listened to the word of God through Enoch, he believed and trusted God in his word. His faith preserved eight people. Basically, his faith preserved the human race. After the flood, God restarted the human race through Noah and his family. Now, Jesus warns of how unbeliever, unbelievers in the future will be like people before the flood. And to see that, go to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. And we'll look at verses 36 through 39. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. No one knows the return of Jesus except for God the Father. It will be as like the flood that came. These people were warned, just like people are warned now about the second coming of God and his judgment. Yet they did not do anything. They had scoffers that denied God's word and they experienced his judgment. We have scoffers today that continue to deny the word of God and they too will experience God's judgment that we read about. In Revelation chapter 21 verse 8 we see what unbelievers are and they are the ones that continue to deny God at his word now I want us to take a look at unbelievers with believers believers live like unbelievers a great example is that a lot of Christians celebrate Halloween and it blows my mind because it's not like the devil is disguising his birthday. The devil has laced his birthday with demonic rituals. You can research the festivals of Halloween and see how they connect to the Lord of Darkness. And there's going to be a lot of believers that will be surprise they will be with the ones that fall at Babylon and I want to read about the fall of Babylon because it's very comparable to the flood that came so let us go to Revelation chapter 18 and I will be reading the whole entire verb whole entire chapter Revelation chapter 18 the fall of Babylon the Great. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority. 
and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, unless you receive of her plagues. For her sins, just like the people before the flood, for her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Render to her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double according to her works. In the cup which she has mixed, mixed double for her. In the measures that she glorify herself and live luxuries in the same measure, give her torment and sorrow. For she says unto her, I sit as a queen and am no widow, and will not see sorrow. Therefore, her plagues will come in one day, in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judges her. The kings of the earth who commit fornication and live luxuries with her will weep and lament for her. In other words, they'll weep for evil. When they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her turmoil, saying, Alas, alas, the great city of Babylon, the mighty city. For one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise anymore. Merchandise of gold and silver, Precious stones and pearls, fine linen and purple, silk and scarlet, every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron and marble, and cinnamon and incense, fragrant oil and frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, and bodies and souls of men. The fruit that your soul longed for has gone from you, and all things which are rich and splendid have gone from you, and you find them no more at all. The merchants of these things who become rich by her will stand at a distance for fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and torn with gold and precious stones and pearls. For one hour, such great riches came to nothing. Every shipmaster, all who traveled by ship, sailors, and as many as trade on the sea, stood at a distance and cried out when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What is like this great city? They threw dust on their heads and cried out, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, the grace in which all who had ships on the sea become rich by her wealth. For one hour she is made desolate. Rejoice over her, O heavenly, and you apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. 
Then a mighty angel took a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great sea of Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found any more. The sound of harpists, musicians, flutists, and trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you anymore. And the sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you anymore. The light of a lamp shall not shine you anymore. up on the audio for Christ Center channel and it should not take very long to kind of pick up let me see if I go to video editor all right let's see let's go okay no problem no problem All right, bear with me, and all right, let's see how long I was on, and I got cut off a little bit, and all right, on, good, good, okay. I got disconnected towards the end of Revelation chapter 18, and we are reading about the fall of Babylon, and we are getting towards the end. The light of the Lamb shall not shine in you anymore, and the voice of bridegroom and the bride should not be heard in you anymore, for your merchants were the great men on the earth. For by your sorcery, all the nations were deceived. Sorcery is something that Halloween practices. And in her was found in the blood of prophets and saints and all who were slain on the earth. It's fair to say that a lot of people that are going to be at Babylon during its fall were people that practice Halloween. You have a lot of believers behave like unbelievers when they practice Halloween. Believers that live like unbelievers are seen through the practice of Halloween. And the Bible warns us about this. The Bible warns us not to live like unbelievers and so to see that let us go to 1st Corinthians chapter 10 and I'll read verses 14 through 22 Paul writes to Christians in Corinth 
It's just like the letter of Revelation is written to believers. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. You know, the practice of idolatry is evil. That Christians that practice it in form of witchcraft and going to mediums are examples of idolatry. I speak as to wise men. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessings which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break is not the communion of the body of Christ. For we, though many, are one bread and one body. We all partake of that one bread. Observe Israel after the flesh. Are not those who eat of the sacrifice partakers of the altar? What am I saying then? That an idol is anything or what is offered to idols is anything? Rather, that things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and the table of demons. Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? You know, when the Druids, the Tell Druids celebrated what was called Samhain, they were disguising themselves as demons, hoping that demons will not recognize them. And we see the word of God that is very clear that we should not participate anything associated with the devil and demons like Halloween. When Christians willingly participate in evil as Halloween, they are believers that live like unbelievers. Now, towards the end, Paul said the Lord is a jealous God. He was saying was found in Exodus chapter 20. And I want us to read verses 2 through 5 of Exodus chapter 20. Now, this is God giving Moses the Ten Commandments. And you're going to see the similarities of what I just read from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 14 through 22. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, in other words, like demons, or that is in water under the earth, you shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. But show mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments." If we love God and keep his commandments, then we would not practice Halloween or any type of dark demonic holiday. Now, let's go to Leviticus chapter 18, verses 20 through 24. So we can see the iniquity that God was talking about, about the nations that occupied Canaan before the Israelites. 
So we're going to Leviticus chapter 18, and I'll read verses 20 through 24. Moreover, you shall not lie carnally with your neighbor's wife, to devour yourself with her. And you shall not let any of your descendants pass through the fire to Molech. In other words, we should not commit adultery and we should not practice eugenics. Nor shall you profane the name of your Lord, your God. In other words, don't take the Lord's name in vain. I am the Lord. You shall not lie with a male as a woman. It is an abomination, homosexuality. Nor shall you mate with any animal to defy yourself with it. Nor shall any woman stand before an animal to mate with it. It is perversion. Do not defile yourself with any of these things. For by all these things, the nations are defiled, which I am casting out before you. I think it's very fair to say that if Halloween was a homosexual holiday, that a lot of Christians would not practice it. I mean, we see that the nations before the Israelites practiced sodomy and homosexuality. That was one of the things that God hated. He despised. And that's why he cast them out of the land. Well, God is warning Israelites not to practice these things. In Leviticus chapter 18, verses 28 through 29, it says, Lest the land vomiting you out also when you defiled it as it vomited out the nations that were before you for whoever commits any of these abominations the persons who commit them shall be cut off from their people now a lot of people are reading this and the messages i'm going to do tomorrow's call Halloween is abomination. And we see the things that the people before Israel were doing, very abominable stuff, such as practicing uh, adultery, homosexuality, and even having sex with animals. Now, a lot of people say that, oh, Halloween doesn't have anything to do with homosexuality. Well, you'd be surprised. I mean... Halloween's got all kinds of evils with it. I mean, it's a devil's birthday, and devil does everything against God. In fact, a lot of Satanists are very thankful that Christians will celebrate Satan's birthday, even if it's just one time of the year. Now, when do we see Satanists practice Good Friday or celebrate Good Friday so they could invite Christians? No, they will not do that because they don't believe in God. They don't believe in Christ. They will not do any of that. So why are we practicing the devil's birthday? You know, you like to give your dog its own food. And you're not going to put food out to attract a dog with fleas. But whenever we give candy out on Halloween, we are attracting demons to our house. Whenever we practice Halloween, we basically give Satan control of our whole entire lives. There are many Christians that walked away from the faith. 
And I would not be surprised that if these Christians participated in Halloween, and yet they could not see why they went down. Now, God tells us, do not turn to idols, nor make for yourselves molded gold. I am the Lord. And he says this in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 4. You can flip over one verse ahead, one chapter ahead. And it says, do not turn to idols, nor make for yourselves molded gods. I am the Lord your God. Now, you don't have to make actual physical gods to worship gods. You can make gods in your head. And when you say that, hey, I'm going to I'm going to practice evil, you are saying that I'm a god myself, and I decide what I'm going to do. So I'm going to practice Halloween, even though I see the evil that is along with it. And so, look what it says in verse 31. Verse 31. Do not give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. We see from 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that Paul tells the Christians, don't drink from the Lord's cup and from the demon's cup. He tells them, don't practice those things because God is a jealous God. God tells Moses that he is a jealous God. He doesn't want the Israelites to be like the other nations that practice idolatry, witchcraft, and mediums. And look at what it says in Leviticus chapter 6. Leviticus chapter 20, verses 6 and 27. And the person who turns to mediums and familiar spirits to prostitute himself with them, I will set my face against that person and cut him off from his people. See, God's not speaking to unbelievers. But he's speaking to a chosen nation. He's telling this chosen nation that don't be like unbelievers. And we should not participate in talking to the spiritual dead like mediums do, as unbelievers do. Because if we do, like God says to his chosen people, he will cut us off. And look at what it says in verse 27. Verse 27. A man or woman who is a medium, in other words, they practice it, or who has familiar spirit shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. See, God established his judgment even in the Old Testament. And we see his judgment in the future with Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. That whoever practices evil, such as sorcery, unbelieving, will experience the lake of fire. And if you remember the fall of Babylon, they were practicing sorcery. Sorcery is another practice of evil that's practiced in Halloween. Now, a lot of Christians will try to separate God from the Old Testament, from the New Testament, and you don't see that it's the same God. 
And let me go to one of my favorite verses that disproves that God is the same and that he doesn't change. Go to Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. No, God does not change. And thank God, because we would all be dead a long time ago. You see, from the 120 years that God gave the people before the flood, we can see that he was a very patient God. And he's still a very patient God that gives us time to repent and turn away. I believe that those who are listening to this right now or later is receiving that time that God has given them to turn away from the practice of Halloween. I mean, have you been feeling depressed and dark lately? I mean, maybe you have consumed a lot of dark things. You know, dark things are not just around Halloween time. In fact, there are a lot of our comic book movies and movies like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. I mean, I could go on any type of movie or show that promotes sorcery and witchcraft are examples of evil that Christians should flee away from. When you consume these things constantly, you are basically giving your life over to the devil and demons. And remember, Paul says that we cannot drink from the Lord's cup and the demon's cup at the same time. And Jesus says, no one can serve two masters. You just got to serve one or the other. You know, you know, Jesus spoke against two churches that thought they could drink from his cup and also from the cup of demons. And to see that, I want us to go to Revelation chapter 2. Revelations chapter 2. And we're going to look at those two churches. And beginning in verse 14 and through 29. And you should notice that these churches, these two churches, was practicing witchcraft and idolatry along with drinking from the Lord's cup. And I'll actually begin at verse 12. And to the angel church to Pergamos, right? These things says, He who has a sharp two-edged sword, I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast to my name and do not deny my faith, even in the days which Antipas was my faithful martyr who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. You see, this church, you know, they believe. They had faith in Jesus. They believe. But he has a few things against them. Because they have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, a demonic doctrine, who taught Balaam to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit immorality. Thus you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which I hate. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly, and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. And I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name, which no one knows except him who receives it. So we have Pergamos, 
practicing God and practicing demonic doctrines such as the Nicolaitans and Balak. Now let's go look at the corrupt church in Thyatria. And to the angel of the church of Thyatria write, These things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as of your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you, because you allow that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet, to teach and seduce my servants, to commit sexual immorality, and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time, just like he's given us time, to repent of her sexual morality. And she did not repent. And as a lot of Christians are not repentant for practicing Halloween, and they still practice it when they know it's wrong. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts. So he knows what's in our minds and hearts. And I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now I say and to the rest in the thought, as many do not have this doctrine, who have not known the deaths of Satan, as they say, I put no other burden, but hold fast what you have till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nation. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like a power of vessels, as I also have received from my Father, and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You see, we have the corrupt church and we have the compromising church. They were corrupt and they compromised because they thought they could drink from the Lord's cup and from the demon's cup. We know this. We read the Bible and we know this. We can't say we don't know the evil practices of Halloween when we do. And when we know and still practice evil, we are believers that live like unbelievers. And remember, even the demons believe and tremble. James says that faith without works is dead. If you are a born-again Christian, then you must obey God and follow Him. You know... One of the churches that received the letter is Ephesus. It's a church that Paul started. If you look back at the history of Ephesus, then you'll see that it was filled with idolatry, sexual morality, and witchcraft. And when people repented, they burnt their witchcraft books. And when God sent the Israelites to the promised land, he told them to burn down all the witchcraft and sorcery places. <clears throat> because God knows that even those things are around and they're not burned, that they could still be alive to possess other people. And God did not want his people to be possessed. Now, going back to the church of Ephesus, let's go to Acts chapter 20, verses 29 through 30, and see how Paul warns the church. For I know this, that after my departure, 
Savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. In other words, false doctrine. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speak perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. We have a lot of pastors that are like that today. They bring in the world and they compromise their church. They feel no guilt and they don't want to repent when they bring Halloween into their church. They think it's all right and they are bringing their flocks down a perverse and evil road. They are believers that are behaving like unbelievers and they are allowing their flocks to see them do that. In Ephesians chapter 4 verses 25 through 27, Paul writes to the church in Ephesus while he's in prison. This is what he says to them. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 25 through 27. Now there's a short sentence that you should meditate on. And I think it's like, it's a verse like I said, I could just stop right there. And that should convince Christians that they should not participate in Halloween because Halloween is the devil's birthday. That's where Satan's and demons celebrate Satan. In fact, a lot of Satan's and Satanists and demon people have their weddings on Halloween so that they can honor Satan. Verse 25. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. And it says, nor give place to the devil. I know Paul's obviously he's talking about that when we are angry that we should be wise and not and we should not give a chance to the devil. Well, the whole idea, nor give place to the devil, means that we should not participate in Halloween or have anything to do with it, even with Fall Festival. Fall Festival is just another name for Halloween. So we should not even give place to the devil. And remember, Satanists and demonic people will not celebrate Good Friday and they will not invite Christians because they want nothing to do with God. So why are we celebrating Halloween so that we could say that we want something to do with Satan? We are giving the devil a place. We are believers that are behaving like unbelievers whenever we practice Halloween. And let's go on to the next chapter where Paul warns us on how we should not be like unbelievers. We are believers and we should not behave as unbelievers. Paul writes, But fornication and all uncleanliness or covenants, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talk nor coarse jesting, which are not fit, in other words, like trick-or-treating, are not fit, but rather give of thanks. We should be thankful and not unthankful. For this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. When God told the Israelites that if you practice witchcraft and idolatry, I will cut you off. And when we practice works of evil, we cannot inherit God's kingdom. Unbelievers practice evil, which is why they will not inherit God's kingdom. When believers practice unbelieving, they will not inherit God's kingdom. 
And Paul warns, let no one deceive you with empty words. In other words, don't let pastors convince you that it's okay to practice Halloween. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Those that live their lives as unbelievers will experience the wrath of God. And we read that in Revelation chapter 18 about the fall of Babylon. Remember how that place was practiced all sorts of abominable beings like homosexuality and all kinds of immorality and even witchcraft? That city was wiped within an hour. And there are a lot of people that are crying over evil. And I believe a lot of believers that behave as unbelievers are going to be there. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. So, in other words, we should not participate those who practice evil and live evil. Look at what it says, verses 11 through 13, or 11 through 12. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Halloween is an unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful, it is shameful, it is disgusting. Even to speak those things which are done by them in secret. You know, the Celtic Druids had human sacrifices. And, you know, they had heads that they would cut off and they would leave in front of people's property. Well, that was replaced with pumpkins. Pumpkins is the idea that you severe someone's head and you leave it on someone's property. And whenever we leave a pumpkin in front of our house and light a candle we are saying that we are given our property and everything that we own over to the devil so the word of god is exposing the dark things they're exposing the secrets and verses but all things that are exposed are made manifest by light for whatever makes manifest is light therefore he says awake you who sleep arise from the dead and christ will give you light this message is telling you that if you're practicing works of evil, then you need to wake up and arise from that. And Christ is giving you a way out so that on a day of judgment, you can't be like, oh, I didn't know. Because God is merciful and he's patient. He's given us, us opportunity to practice righteousness and don't practice evil. Now, continuing down the pipeline of Ephesus to see that believers should not live like unbelievers, we are going to go to Pastor Timothy, who later was in Ephesus after Paul leaves him there. Paul writes a letter to Timothy while he's in prison. And this is what he said in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Now, the Spirit says that later times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. So when we participate in Halloween as believers with unbelievers, we are given, remember I said how the devil possesses everything of us? Well, when the devil possesses us, he is going to pull us away from the light and life. Speaking lies and hypocrisy. In other words, at first the devil is going to make Halloween seem so innocent and fun. But later on, he's going to suck you down into a lake of fire with him. Having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. When we sear our conscience with a hot iron from practicing evil, 
We take the heart of flesh that God has given us, and we've taken a hot iron, we seared it, we disconnect ourselves from God, we disconnect ourselves from the light. We become like unbelievers that are filled with all kinds of evil. We end up becoming an abomination when we practice Halloween. And let me close this message with this verse here. Also from Paul. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3-4. through four. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Halloween is a dangerous fable that celebrates Satan. It's brought a lot of believers down. It has seared the conscience of a lot of believers. It has believers living like unbelievers. We see that throughout the word that God does not want us to participate with those who drink from a cup of demons. He doesn't want to participate those who practice unfruitful works of darkness because he knows that it will corrupt us and that it will bring us down. You know, Jesus died for us. He gave us eternal life. We should abide in him. While abiding in him, we believe in him. And we should not live like unbelievers, like participate in Halloween. Amen. And in the next video, I will go on to the next work in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. And let's see what that next work's going to be. Let's see. We did cowardly. Tonight I did unbelieving. And next one will be abominable. Abominable means something that is disgusting, stinky, it just makes your intestines just twitch. I mean, it's like a dirty, filthy rag. I mean, you ever seen a diaper that's been in a dumpster or piles of diapers that have been wrapped up and has been in a dumpster for a long time? Well, that is a good feeling of what abominable is. And we'll be looking in that word in the next video for Christians and Halloween. Why Christians should not practice it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>